this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your mark. Get set. Bake. Bake. <laughs> We're never going to get it together. <laughs> it's bread week. What else is there to say? This is Joy. And this is Claire. And we love bread. And we love bread. I love bread week. I think <laughs> bread week is definitely my favorite like category of things to eat, but I'm not sure it's my favorite <laughs> week to watch people bake. Why is that? I don't know. I just think there's other weeks where they can get a little more creative. Like I really like chocolate week whenever they do sure. things with like, you know, chocolate work or mm-hmm. um, I love like anytime they do like a patisserie or French week when they have like the little petty fours and everything's like so intricate. Right. I just think that's more fun to watch, but I, I bread is my favorite thing to eat. I don't have a really like super sweet tooth. Well, I was going to ask you because you've been baking a lot of bread this year. Yeah. So do you have a new appreciation for bread week or do you have like a different view on it? Or is it just like, it's just bread. I'm going to eat it. It's different for me because the type of bread I bake is sourdough, which is a completely different process. So it hasn't really given me, like when you use packaged yeast, it's a completely different process than when you cook when you bake sourdough. So right, it's more just that like, I don't have a super sweet tooth. And so I'm more like, I would love these like, cheesy olive breads and all these things they're making yeah okay really really good okay what's your first note from this week my first note was paul hollywood can really do a crisp white tea (laughs) okay that was my first note as well like (laughs) quite casual this week but that tea was real crisp and he just had like this camo no it was like a um like an olive green olive green kind of camo looking shirt over, over it, it mm-hmm. with his jeans, of course. Yes, it was very casual. But I was just for, like for Paul, very, very casual. I really liked the opening silly Paul handshake, oh, Paul Hollywood. That was like that. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> no, I was like, make it stop. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I wrote down was that I love Prue's glasses. Mm-hmm. But she had the Ray Bans. They were Ray Bans. Oh, I was were? very impressed. So yeah. Cute. But like Noel's outfit was very, I love how all of our first notes are always like, what are they wearing? Right. Um, Noel's outfit was just very like classic Noel, little kind of leather bomber jacket and like a weird mm-hmm. kind of button down shirt. And then Matt had on a red button down shirt that had a bunch of like cranes on it taking off. He's very into the shirts with animals on it. I yeah, think one of the first thing. episodes he had one with rabbits. Sure. But, but neither one of them was like, what are they wearing? I was like, okay, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. I really liked Prue's kind of like duster that she had on, yes. but it was sleeveless and very red. Of course, it's very bright colors. I also noticed in this episode, there was more B-roll with the farm oh animals my gosh. that I we've love, been missing. I'm so glad that's back because that is one of my favorite things of the earlier seasons Same here. of Baking Show is that is that B-roll where all of a sudden for inexplicably and only for like <laughs> literally one second... It cuts to just like a duck and then it or cuts baby back. ducks or- and, and you're like, that was such a blip. Like why even bother to cut to the duck? Right. Literally for one second. But I love right. it so much because it really yeah. just like adds to the pastoral loveliness of the whole vibe. Yeah. It's just so pure. Yeah. I did the have purity that of the show down. It was like the baby ducks are back. Right. <laughs> Thank God, we really need them. I know they're and so good. probably with the stress of bread week. So yes. and ducks love bread. We had so bread maybe, week, you know. <laughs> hey, there we go. Okay, 
So the first thing they made this week was a soda bread, which the reason the difference between soda bread and other types of bread is that typically bread, the rising agent is yeast. And you either get that through a packet of yeast or through sourdough yeast. But for soda bread, the thing that makes it rise is baking soda, aka bicarb, which is what they call baking soda in the UK, which is the same rising agent that you will find in almost every other baked good. So that kind of just, it makes bread, like people kind of kept saying like, oh yeah, this is pretty much a scone. And that is pretty much what they were making. It's like a giant scone. Like Mm -hmm. baking soda is the rising agent in the vast majority of like pastries and cakes and other, you know, pretty much everything except for bread that rises in the oven is doing so because of baking soda. And Mm -hmm. I heard a fun fact once, and I don't know if this is true, and I'm not going to bother fact checking it, that baking soda was invented by somebody whose wife was allergic to yeast. Oh. And he was like, I, we, we need to figure this out. So he invented baking soda. So the, the challenge was they had to make one sweet soda bread and one savory soda bread. What were your first notes about this challenge? You're right, by the way. I just fact-checked the Ooh. baking soda. <laughs> it says it was in 1843, Alfred Bird, a British chemist, made the first version of baking powder, mm-hmm. not baking soda, to help his wife, who is allergic to yeast. So it's true. Oh, cute. Baking soda and baking powder. They're different, right? So here's what it is. Baking okay. soda is just like the bicarbonate soda. Like it's just it in and of itself. Baking powder also includes cream of tartar. And okay. I don't, similar to Ermine, who made this comment where she was like, I'm putting in cream of tartar. I don't know what it does, but I got to add it. I don't know what cream of tartar does. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that's the difference though. Because so like if you're ever baking and you only, and you like, it calls for baking powder, but you only have baking soda, it's like, oh, just add a little cream of tartar and it's the same thing. And maybe like a little okay. bit of salt or something. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my first note on this was about Sura and she's going for the like authentic Lebanese cuisine flavors again. Mm-hmm. And my other note about her was that like, she seemed a lot more relaxed this week. Yes. Like she was like really kind of in her element. She was not like so whatever this motion is where you flap right. your hands around Claire's doing a lot of um, hand flapping s- hand flapping the other thing that I noticed though with her is when she gets really stressed out she makes the most intense faces like when she was waiting for I think it was the technical because mm-hmm. the technical was blind mm-hmm. like they did a blind test and I just noticed whenever they pan to her facial expressions when she's like waiting for their responses she looks terrified yes that's but true. I, I mean I know that's probably editing too, but she, overall, I think she was a little more relaxed. And no, I think Noel's doing a good job of like going up to her and like joking with her. Yeah, he's helping her kind of like ease into it. Yeah, I think making her laugh. My favorite in the his- historical Bake Off contestant's facial expressions was Flora, who just was like was constantly just clutching at her face. Like, oh at, yes, anytime you talk, you looked at her, she was just she t- was like grabbing, just, her like she face. was watching a scary movie, yeah, type like of thing. chewing on her fingers pushing her cheeks together like she never <laughs> was not just gl- hands on anyway right 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 yeah so yeah Sarah's going for the ethnic route I really love it when the contestants do that and they the, the judges really love it and it seems to like to work out pretty well like contestants typically who have you know who grew up in a strong sort of like cooking culture that right. uses really specific you know regional or national or whatever spices tend to do pretty mm-hmm. well agreed because they really appreciate that it's not it's not common mm-hmm. so i think that the judges often 
really appreciate that difference that it's like, oh, I've never tasted this before. I also think that the like, especially contestants who have like Middle Eastern or Indian spice heritage tend to just be better with working with flavors. Yeah, like, totally. Western cultures totally. are not as flavorful in no. their seasonings. Totally. Good point. Yeah. My favorite line of this part of the of the segment of the show was when Noel said, no one under the age of 40 eats bread anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Paul Holly was obsessed with bread. No one under the age of 40 eats bread anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're not wrong, Noel. You're not wrong. I loved Mark's sausage and stout soda bread. Mm-hmm. The second they said Irish stout, I was in. Yeah. Really there good. is a donut place right by us that will go and get donuts and they make amazing Donut flavors, incorporating stouts and beer flavor. It's crazy, but it works. It works. So good. So I was really drawn to the stout with Mark's bread. And they seem to like that one. Yeah, Mark did well in, in the uh, soda bread challenge. Like overall, I didn't feel like anyone was like super, like they, the judges didn't come out right away where I was like, ooh, I don't know if they really Really? Because Ermin got excited. a handshake. Well, that's what I was saying. Like I was, I was like, wow, no one's really doing well. And then Ermin just really kind of came out out of the woodwork and yeah I'm getting ahead of myself yeah, but okay I know. at first I was like wow these really aren't doing well like the soda breads aren't really killing it I agree with you and I think they were all you know everybody kind of was like you know this was fine but you could like no one just had right completely uh, knocked out of the park the other I noticed well I noticed they all they really like the ones that look rustic yeah well soda bread's a rustic bread <laughs> right? I know like, but they're like very... looks very rustic yeah um I will comment that Rowan the second he said this will be a risky one. I was like, like, Rowan, you're going home this week. (laughs) Going home. And did you hear when they're, when they tasted Rowan's that they're like, it's like lemon drizzle cake in a sandstorm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it was so gritty. He tried to make his with, with like mostly polenta instead of flour and it did not turn out, which like polenta, don't bake with polenta in bread. That just sounds so weird. Sounds so risky, which he was fair is basically just cornmeal, like a really coarse cornmeal. Right. If you guys aren't familiar with polenta, it's liter- it's the exact same thing as grits. Like it's just yep. a coarse cornmeal. So it's more or less he was making cornbread, but yep. the instead like if you had used cornmeal that was really finely milled, uh-huh. then it would have had a more bready texture instead of using polenta where it was just like crunchy and weird. Yeah. But Rowan, again, I appreciate that he He's just does creative. whatever he wants and he wants to stay true to his craft. Yeah. And he sits in gardens and smells flowers yeah. on his free time. That was my other note. Rowan, I can appreciate someone like that. Rowan's the rose gardener, of course. And he's sitting there like talking about the Latin names of all his roses. Oh my God. I love him. So the other note I had, well, a few more notes I had on this challenge. Ermine ends up getting a handshake, as we've mentioned. My first yep. note about her was maybe what I took for confidence in the first two episodes is actually just like aloofness. Yes. That's what I was writing down too. I was like, she has this, I don't, it's not that she doesn't care, but she's just as kind of carefree, fancy free, really light. The last two weeks it's, it's come across a lot more serious and like focused this week. It was like the other side of the coin where she just seemed kind of like almost kind of like slap happy. Like she kind of just seemed a little random. Her vibe yes. was a little, her her vibe was a little off. But I love that she'll like go into a bake and be like, We'll see how this goes. I don't know what I'm doing, but yeah. she knows what she's doing. Totally. And I also appreciate that she has 
a, a, a young son and she sits at the park and watches him play and she knits. Yeah. And she also had red hair. I was like, this is a side of her mean that I did not realize. Yeah, was there. she definitely I have more confidence in her life now. a lot more this week. For sure. Yeah. And then, maybe it's some foreshadowing. <laughs> and then Lottie became your best friend when she made some pancake bread. For sure. In this challenge, I would say, well, Ermine definitely did the best. She got a handshake. Sura did really good as well. And so did Mark with a C. Yep. Those were the three that I noted coming out of this. And then the three that were at the bottom were Rowan. Sorry, Rowan. Again, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, which one of my friends last week made a great note about Dave, which I think is worth bringing up, which is about his choice of bust cake. Let us not forget that Dave's idol is one of the members of Blink-182. Right. And I just feel like that's something... It's going to be hard for me to really like see Dave as like a well-rounded person <laughs> after that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love... I don't love Blink-182, actually. <laughs> but I'm just like... Blink-182? It's very 90s. It's so 90s. Like, have they made an album since the 90s? I, uh, I, I don't think, think, so. think so. Yeah. And, right. Like, who's like... You know who I really look up to? The guys from Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> you know who goes down in rock and roll history? Right. Blink-182. Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> so he did not he didn't do very well his whole vibe in this challenge was very sort of like meh and then linda yeah. also did not do very well her yeah. her i think it was like her flavors were okay but her bake they were underbaked underbaked yeah and she like soaked her fruit and brandy for like two weeks no or that something. was ermine oh was that ermine and they loved God. it they okay like, you can actually taste it she was like well i soaked it for two weeks they're like what oh <laughs> you soaked it for two weeks that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's another risky ingredient thing is like soaking fruit because sometimes it makes it too wet. Yeah. And then it ends up just being sinking. That was the other thing that yeah, people yeah. kind of found out in this challenge was like, there's always a challenge. I feel like during bread week where there's some sort of like mix in like a fruit or something and you find out who knows how to do it and who doesn't because yes, just because you mix something in, like it's depending on when you do it and how you do it. Totally. And- it's going to either like just all go to the outside and burn or all stick to the inside and just be wet. Right. Or it'll all sink and it's not evenly distributed right. throughout the bread and they cut into it and there's like two pieces of fruit in it. The other thing that I noticed with Paul Hollywood is he really wants flavor. Oh, like, yeah. He really wants flavor and he's like, I can't taste anything. Yeah. So and I think that's the thing with bread too is it's yeah. like when you're eating bread, like, so we'll get to the technical in you a minute. You want it to taste like bread. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the technical in a minute. But like every single one they, on the technical, when they were going down the line tasting it, every single one was like, flavor's good. It was like, this is a plain bagel. Like, <laughs> what are you tasting? <laughs> but that's the thing with bread is that like, it is really hard to have a good, even distribution of flavor. Coffee delivery. Thank you. Coffee delivery. <laughs> you guys uh, might not know this but we record these at like literally 7 30 in the morning the day after the episode comes out yeah and yeah so I have, claire gets a I, coffee delivery yeah, i have two small kids and my husband has already been up and so he brings me a cup of coffee thanks brandon okay so heading into the technical as always are you are you pooping your pants yeah, over the technical like, as soon as i saw it on instagram because this you know as you guys all know the show comes out on tuesday in the uk and not until friday yes. in the u.s and right. so they post a lot of stuff. They don't post any like right. spoilers about who goes home, but they do post about the different bakes on the Bake Off Instagram. So we typically get an insight into the technical a couple of days ahead of time. And when I saw the picture this week, I was like, what is that? 
no, 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 no. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Excuse me, what? So <laughs> we will, again, mostly be talking about this week's technical next week when I sort of review it, but... It's a rainbow bagel, and... And how do you get a rainbow bagel? You <laughs> die. You make five different col- four or five different colors of dough, and you twist them together. And then there's like a boiling part and a baking part. I have made bagels before, actually, several times. And I've also made soft pretzels, which is the exact same... Um, technique. Technique, but just obviously different shape. Sure. So we'll see how it goes. But let me talk about last week's technical. Okay. So last week's technical were macaroons, not macarons. There were 12. You had to make 12 macaroons, six that had chocolate in the middle and were drizzled with chocolate on top, and then six that had a mango curd that you dolloped into an indentation in your macaroon. I made these last night. Again, I waited to the last minute. I'm not going to all the way to the last minute for the rainbow bagels because this it's going to take like four hours. The macaroons were a lot easier than I thought they were going to be. So last week, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried. Like there's like a piping bag involved. I feel like the places where you definitely could go wrong and where we did see people go wrong and what I had a challenging time with was getting the texture of the coconut mixture correct okay because you start out with coconut flakes and then you add dolce de leche um, or not dolce de leche condensed milk which is the step before dolce de leche you had condensed milk and some almond extract and a little like two tablespoons of rice flour which i guess maybe helps it stick i don't really know that seemed like a random addition to me and then you blitz it in a food processor to turn it into kind of a paste and so you kind of like you really have to watch it and stop it right at the right time because if you went too far over then you basically were just gonna end up with like coconut frosting and then if you didn't do it enough then it the coconut flakes were gonna be too chunky and then you folded in some egg whites which is kind of what gives it that like creamy like not creamy like kind of marshmallow chewy texture and so that could have also gone wrong and then I did not get to make the mango curd I feel like I would have a lot of notes on the mango curd because I've never made a mango curd but someone in my house ate the mango puree because it looked like baby food and no baby and like I have you know I have a one and a half year old (laughs) someone in my house ate the (laughs) someone who ate it yeah it was Evie uh, it was in a pouch. Yeah. And like literally when last week I was like, where are we going to find mango puree? Like, I don't want to have to buy a whole big thing of this. You know, it, I don't want I just want to get this at the normal grocery store we go to, which totally we go to Whole Foods, which their baking section is not that um, robust. Robust. Right. And it's like, right. here, have some like tree frog sugar. And you're like, what does this even mean? <laughs> <It's> totally- <laughs> You're like, you're like, this is made from the bark of a yucca tree. And you're like, yuccas aren't tree. What? <laughs> How is this sweet? And they're like, well, it's not sweet. You shouldn't eat sugar. Sugar is bad. <laughs> I'm trying to bake here. I'm trying to. Oh, trying it's to so true, macros. though. <laughs> they didn't have sweetened coconut. Like, I had to go get sweetened coconuts. Was like the whole thing. Oh, dear God. Had, you know, foods. all they had was get on sweetened it. coconut. That's so funny. That's so, so funny. They have like a red light just judging you yeah. if you go to Every, like, buy like, sugar it, yeah it's like you remember the movie inception like as the dream starts to realize that you're in the dream they all are looking at you yeah <laughs> that's what happens <laughs> when you buy white sugar <laughs> it's so it's so true <laughs> like you're not gonna get the tree frog sugar this is a side note but when i so back in my early days of adulting back like the first couple years after i graduated from college I worked doing one of my jobs was doing grocery store demos. 
Oh, I remember yeah, this. I had like five jobs because I graduated like at the peak of the recession from college. And so I had like five yeah. jobs and I and they were all so random. And one of them was a grocery store um, sample girl. And I, I did. And they were all natural products. And so most of them were at like Whole Foods. And one time somebody came up and I was sampling cookies and they were like, does this have any sugar in it? And I was like, yeah, but it's <sighs> organic sugar. And they're like, that just means organic cancer. Oh, and I was like. Okay, lady. No. This is at the Cherry Creek Whole Foods. I was like, this is a cookie. The point Remember of the, the story lady who's is like, I don't do gluten. Yes, I don't I don't do gluten. Which neither does Peter's brother. He doesn't do gluten. The point of the story is that we only could find mango puree in pouch form and then somebody thought it was baby food and gave it to the baby. So oh well. Mm-hmm. I used Great. raspberry okay. jam instead. But yeah, so for this week's technical that I will be working on next week, rainbow bagels. I mean, it looks kind of fun, but not like it just more like it looks fun to like do all the uh, color food coloring and the twisting part. Yeah. Anyway, Um, the the other note I had for the technical was Mary Berry would never stand for this technical. Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. So from coming out of the technical, Rowan and Dave are in the bottom. So coming into the signature, Rowan and Dave have both done badly in the first two challenges and Linda mm-hmm. wins. So even though she did badly in the soda bread, she kind of redeems herself in the technical. Yes. Linda, I have noticed also has some very, her top teeth are definitely a denture. Uh huh. And it's just now that I've noticed that about her, I can't unsee it. <laughs> that it was like how Mary just- Mary had dentures. And so she could only take bites out of the right side of her mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I hear things about Mary Mary. I love Mary Berry. But yes, but Linda is just, again, so positive, so smiley. They go into this baking. If they don't know something, they're not stressed about it. They're just very kind of like Ermine, where it's kind of like, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I will say, though, like Linda, I think she really is is like hot or cold. Like she either does really, really well or exactly. Exactly. Like there's right. Not, not a real there's not a middle her. ground. I was really sad for Peter this week because mm. he just tanked on a lot of it. Um, but my note for the technical was that no one really looked super comfortable with this one. No. A, I think it was probably because they're not always baking bagels, but also they added twist. Ha ha ha. That was my pun. Uh, uh-huh. The added twist of doing a food coloring and twisting the colors together together not only that is you have to join the circle before you put it into the water and then it could bust in the water right so a lot of things could go wrong the thing that really scares me when i'm watching these technicals is when it has to do with like seconds of seconds yeah can make the, or break it, a lot something. of overboiled it overboil it or underboil it or whatever and then it just kind of flattens when you go to bake it so there's all these like little minor details I'm like this is where you really see the people mm-hmm. shine or just completely tank which is what I think happened to Dave too because Dave was like I was really rooting for him because he did so well last week and this week I didn't really feel like he pulled through no not at all and I think yeah this one that it was really about like intuition and knowing what totally. you're going for and totally so tough and knowing that chemistry piece again yeah like knowing what happens to this type of dough mm-hmm. and with this type of temperature and yeah and you know that actually r- makes me realize that your comment about chemistry typically one of the contestants is like like architect or a chemist or something. We don't have that this this season. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Okay. So So Linda won that one. Linda won that one. All right, moving into the signature challenge, they had to make a bread plaque. Plaque. Which c- 
commemorated something they were thankful for. If you were going to make the signature challenge, what would you do? Something I'm thankful for, I would probably make a plaque of dogs. I was just about to say, you, that would be a good one. Yeah, because it would not be a real person's face or anything. No, it would be are, you can cartoonish, like, but cute. Right, you could you probably mold it and dogs. make it look. Yeah, because as we've said before, anytime you try to make a human face with something, it doesn't really it's turn terrifying. out that well. With baking, it just, yeah. Yeah, we're never going to get over those busts. Yeah, so I'd probably do an animal yeah. collage. Yeah. That'd be a good one. I think I would do like a nature theme. Yep, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think you could have fun with that. You could do like some mountains, like For a sure. river at the bottom, a little braided river. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My first note on this challenge was Lottie mm-hmm. saying there was no time for faffery. <laughs> and so somebody last week, we made a comment about how Peter said that he had made the technical from last week, but it was donkeys ago. There's donkeys. Oh, and this week he said, oh, crumbs. Oh, crumbs. And Well, and somebody wrote us and said that, the, oh, don, you know, donkeys ago was oh, cocky yeah. rhyming slang, which... God, I love this stuff. I know. I'm like, I'm just, this is so, this is important cross-cultural It really is. Cockney rhyming slang, donkey's ears, because they're long, evolved into donkey's years and shortened to donkeys. So great. So I'm wondering if... Faffer, does Faffery have a story behind it? If you know yeah. what it is, please let us know. Please I've never heard that us. word before. Yes. But mm-hmm. she said, there's no time for Faffery. As we're going into this technical, it looks like Rowan actually is going by the brief for once in his life. Right. Ermine is taking a big risk. Before I forget, <laughs> Scott had a comment about Rowan. And uh, Scott goes, man, they get all these, They have. they always have an old guy on the show that you just get so used to. But then they get kicked off at some point and you just get really sad. Like you get attached to the old guys and then they somehow get kicked off and you're yeah, like, Yeah, the old guys never make so it to the final. To, yeah, I know. They never make it. Anyway, okay, Ermine. <laughs> <laughs> Ermine is going with an enriched Joe, which I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe that means you're not, you don't need it. I don't know what that terminology means. But basically like a brioche, which is like a big, a brioche is basically a giant dinner roll. Mm-hmm. So, but you are supposed to prove it for a super, super long time. And they're like, you're not gonna be able to pull this off. But she's in a position where she can take a big risk. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And she doesn't totally nail it, but it's not a complete flop either Mm -hmm. in the end. Peter also takes a risk and he makes his bread out of bagel dough and boils it because he's like, if you do this, then it holds its shape better when you cut it because it's already kind of been like par-baked sort of like pre-baked in the boiling mm-hmm. and it doesn't lose its shape when you bake it and it doesn't like just like like blow the shape out as it rises. right right that ends up not really working out for him but you can tell paul is really like amused by the effort right right yeah so, you know that he's like this something. is this is creative thinking yeah and i also think paul gets really i think there's a, a part of him that just really loves peter and the fact that he's so young and so good at baking already mm-hmm. that paul i think really takes that into consideration i think there was a point where where peter was like yeah the the baking show has been around for half of my life right, and, and, paul was like, and paul was like oh cool. my god please i need to leave now right. <laughs> But I think he appreciates that, that Peter's just so young and so already really, really good at it. Sarah does well. Again, still so much more chill. Linda. Sarah's was this beautiful, like, tree-looking thing with the tomatoes, right? Is that hers? The plaque with the... It it was like almost like a tree and it had beautiful leaves on it. And then they had, like, tomatoes on the side. Mm -hmm. And then she had, like, like, balls of feta. Yeah. 
she did really well. They really liked her flavors. And then she had these little balls of feta that they loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Linda does not do well. So she's kind of back down at the bottom. Mark with a C does great. Great. His was based on like the a Buddhist wheel. And mm-hmm. he kind of, for the first time, started talking about his leg. You kind of don't even notice most of the time that he has a prosthetic leg. When you read up on him, you you find that he lost it in a motorcycling accident. And he used to be like a big mountain climber and really active. And baking is one of the things that he took up after he lost his leg to kind of oh, give him wow. a focus, to yeah. give him a hobby that, you know, to help him recover. Yeah. He kind of talks about that a little bit, you know, as as he's explaining why he's making his plaque like this. And he does yeah. super, super well. And then Dave does okay. I was kind of watching Dave going into this because, you know, he was definitely at the bottom. His is like, okay. Rowan actually finishes and it's the size of an entire table. It's huge so, and like, it's beautiful. Still extra for Rowan Very extra. always. But he doesn't get great reviews and I don't think he saved himself like his just didn't taste like anything it didn't taste like anything it was too big and you know so going into the final judging who did you think was gonna get star baker um i had a strong feeling for ermine for star baker sure Mm -hmm. i was thinking ermine or mark with a c Mm -hmm. and then i also was like maybe lottie because she kind of was like I don't know. She didn't stand out in anything, but I always try right. to think of three people. And I was like, she had a, you know, her soda breads were really good. Her technical was kind of right in the middle. And then her signature was like pretty good as well. So, you know, right. she was kind of like, like that middle of the, she was like consistently, consistently better than average. Like, yeah, consistently better than average. Not like blowing it out of the water every single time. Right. But it not on, not like the polar opposites, like how Linda does. Right. And then I, you know, kind of had Rowan as going home because he really, in the whole show so far, has not had a single standout bake. Like every single bake, it's been like, wow, Rowan is so ambitious. This is going to be so interesting. And then he has literally not pulled one off the entire show so far. Like consistently bad and consistently to a point where the judges are like, Rowan, we're giving you feedback. Why aren't you listening? Yeah. And when we were... Well, do we want to say who went home? Yeah. So ultimately, <laughs> Rowan does go home. Yes. And Mark with a C gets Starbaker. Starbaker. And I just want to add a note because I was watching this with Scott and Scott hasn't watched every single episode. So he was kind of like, why did they send Rowan home? That's, that showstopper was amazing. I'm like, well, because he hasn't been consistently good. And yeah. while the showstopper was really great and it looked beautiful, it didn't taste well. There's so many layers that go into mm-hmm. whether or not you're a good baker. And I think consistency and showing that you can, you know, do a technical well, or at least not tank it. And the entire time of the show, Rowan has just not, he's just yeah. barely hung on for this third week. And I think they finally were like, we're giving you one more chance. And they gave him one more chance. And he still kind of stayed under that bar. But I also right. want to say Mark with a C is probably one of my favorite humans on the planet, just because yes. the way that they show him in his life, just baking with his daughters. And he right, just he's a single is such dad. a, he's a single dad. And like, I mean, that Buddhist circle was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Prue loved the colors, like any way that you want to get to Prue's heart, make give it, it a, give it a side of booze and make it colorful. And he just, he cried at the end. And Scott was like, oh my gosh, he's so sweet like look at that guy yeah so scott and i are huge fans of mark with a c just 
because he seems like the most pleasant human on the planet. This was also the first time. So at the very end, you know, they have Mark seeing they're talking about how excited he is that he got Star Baker. And then his daughters run up to him. Run up, yeah. And this is the first time that you see, get a glimpse of the people's families. Yep. Because they're all living in this quarantine bubble this whole time. And some of them have their families with them. Some of them don't. I imagine Mark did because obviously he's a single dad. Single dad, yeah. That was really sweet. And I was like, oh, I'm glad that they're there with him because at the beginning it kind of made it seem like he had had to leave them. Right. And then someone else brought up a good point on Instagram, which was if they're all quarantined away from their families, where is all this like family footage coming from? That was probably filmed way before they actually got. Yeah. Do they do that before? Do they do that? After this is another yeah. reminder that if you or anyone you know <laughs> right. has ever been involved at any stage of the production of Bake Off, please let us know because we really want to talk to someone. Yes. I really want to talk to someone who applied and did not get in because I'm just yeah. so curious what the application process is like. Like, what do you have to do? Do you have to submit bakes? Do you submit right. photos? Like, well, how does this work? Somebody and said then- that they have to like tell them what their bakes are. At, like every single bake they have to plan out before the season even starts so that they can like do all the equipment and like ingredient ordering. And like, so you, they, I don't know if that's true, but that was one of the things I heard. I also want to know if... They how they decide what to bring with them, like mm-hmm. you know how I can't remember which baker, but they I th- oh I think it was Mark with a C, well Mark with a K. Mark with a K is the one with the the younger one with like all the facial hair that yeah. did the mm-hmm. stout. He served it on like this piece of wood. Yeah, like, like where did Laura... they get their serving plates, or where did they get their like where did they get all their little right. tiny? And tiny like, details. And like Laura brought a pizza stone from home. Like, how do you know that you're going to need those things? Or do you just bring everything? Well, I think that's the thing is like at the beginning of the, I think before they even get started, they know what all of the signatures and all of the, what's the first one? Technicals? Called? No, not the technicals. Oh. All of the showstoppers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are going to be. And so they kind of know ahead of time. Oh, I think. Okay. I think that's how. I, mean, I would like to know. That's I, my question. That's my burning question. Okay. All right, so has your prediction for who's going to win the whole series changed? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, who do you think? I really am feeling Hermine. Yeah? Because I really am, which you you picked her from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Peter was just so strong in the beginning. I still have faith in him, and but I was just really worried this week because he just did not do well. Yeah, and Brad tends to be pretty polarizing because it's so different from other types of baking. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen not every season, but the majority of seasons, the person who wins bread week goes on to win the whole competition. So because it it shows that you're versatile, versatile, versatile. Versatile, Yeah. 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 The other two that I'm feeling pretty strong about is Mark with a C, Lottie and Laura. Those are the ones that kind of like hang in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Laura does a pretty good job. Her showstopper was kind of like meh, but it seemed like they really liked her flavors. Mm-hmm. And then Lottie also kind of hangs in that middle ground too. So, but I, I think I, Lottie is up there. Like she's definitely a sleeper where you're like, yeah, she yeah. just consistently performs above yep. average. Yep. And that's where you need to be, especially in mm-hmm. the early weeks. Like you don't need to be winning every challenge. You need to right. be like kind of right in that kind of B plus performance level. And then, yep. you know, let yourself kind of get warmed up. Yeah, for sure. So what about you, I still think, I mean, um, although this week I feel like 
we saw a little bit different personality from her. I still think I was impressed. Like, I feel like she kind of brought it back around after last week. But who knows? It can, it definitely shows that she's not quite as like buttoned up as I thought she was in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Lottie is definitely on my radar and Mark with a C definitely on my radar. Great. And I think Dave is off my radar. Yeah, me too. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this recap of week three, bread week of the 2020 season of the great British baking show slash bake off. You can find us on Instagram at joy and Claire underscore. You can find us online at joy and You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, joy and Claire. And as always, please leave a review. Please leave a rating. Please share our podcast with your friends who yes. love baking or should love baking and tag us in your photos. If you make something. Yes. And please give me some confidence and some good vibes going into this freaking <laughs> rainbow bagel technical. It's going to take me five years to bake. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. On your marks. Get set. Bake. Bake. (laughs) (laughs) We're never going to get it together. (laughs) 